Hello and welcome everyone to Wait, are you ready? Oh my god, I did it again. Now I am. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Neon Valley Media Club, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Still getting every episode number wrong, so I'm not doing it this time. The 41. Nailed it. <laughs> Funny enough, I think that's how many, like, total episodes we may have actually <laughs> released up to this point. So you might, you actually might be right. All right. So how you doing today, Mitchell? Feels like a whole couple days we haven't talked, right? Since Monday. It's Thursday now. God years really if you think about it uh so last week it was my turn to suggest a movie it and was. i suggested jordan peele's get out classic in my opinion modern classic let's give our mm. ratings before anything else oh did you want to interject Got something no to i say? realized i when i watched the movie when i took the notes when i've thought about it I didn't think about giving it a rating. Holy shit. Interesting. Okay. Like, like, so I'm going to pick one on impulse and then maybe after we talk about it, it'll change, but okay. I'm going to go just with my gut feeling based on what I watched. I feel like it's a good sign though. I'm, I'm that's a good sign. Okay. Okay. Uh, we want to talk about, we're not going to talk about it. All right. We give it a three, two, one, nine, out nine. Of Okay, wow! This is the first time in a while I think we've been on the same exact, like, number. Bro, I'm just so glad that this was a movie that didn't make me want to gouge my eyes out. Me too, man. you, sir. Well, I, again, like, I... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not suggest Under the Silver Lake under the pretenses of you actually thinking it was obnoxious. I thought maybe it would ride that line where you might enjoy it. But with oh, it this... rode that line into the ground. But I won't lie, this one scared me, though, because because of how viscerally you hated Under the Silver Lake, I was a little worried about how you would feel about Get Out. Even though they're very different tones, they're still steeped in the same kind of, like, surreal horror that you kind of have to suspend disbelief to even, like, get invested in the story, kind of. Um, but anyway... Let's get it. So nine out of ten. Hell yeah. So this is just going to be a gush ten. fest, isn't it? That's all it's going to be. It is. is, it is, is. I mean, yeah. I think what was my first note. It was like, oh, it, it, intense start. And then like three or four notes down. I was like, I love the camera shots in this. Oh, incredible intro, dude. I almost I always forget about the intro scene. And I know this is your first time seeing it, so you don't really know what I mean. But like <laughs> that intro of the guy walking and getting kidnapped by the guy in the white car. Um you might yep. not even remember. Okay, I was about to say. No, I was like, okay, so now, so now, oh yeah, that was the intense start, mm -hmm. but I had not thought about, it's funny because after it happens, like, like you said, you kind of forget about that and not even in a yeah. bad way. The movie just does such a great job of creating an interesting story, great characters, great acting. Yeah. Papa John's. And Damn it. I win a prize. <laughs> win a prize. But because of that, you you kind of it, again it's not because you forget because it wasn't well done but mm -hmm. it's not meant to be something where they're like hey remember that thing that happened at that beginning part i i think it, it's yeah great because storytelling there's even an opportunity for them to do that and they don't um it's when because for example like i i i honestly don't remember now if it was till my second viewing that i even realized but the guy in the intro who gets kidnapped with the beard is the guy later on 
that he takes a picture of and he flashes Andre? out. Andre? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yes. Yeah. Andre. He was the original guy who got kidnapped. So gotcha. there was a moment where when he turns around, they could do a flashback to him getting kidnapped into the car and you'd be like, oh, it's him. But because it's a shaved face, he looks cleaner. You, you almost yeah, I had, don't. I did realize it, that till you had just pointed it out and I was like. And did you recognize who that was, by the way? The guy from Sorry to Bother You. Pretty sure. Was it not? Wait, now I'm now I'm, now you're. Did I do a racism? Hold on. Oh, I think I did a racism. He so is talking about the he main is Lakeith. Right? Yes, Lakeith La Stanfield. Yeah, La Stanfield. Yes, Cassius Green from Sorry to Bother You. That is him. Okay, I didn't. He's such a great actor. We're safe. No, we're good, dude. I I dodged so many bullets right there. Jesus Christ, acting is incredible. Everyone in this movie is like top tier. My favorite character is her dad, for sure. Uh, Bradley Whitford. Yes, yes, he's been in a few uh, Adam Sandler movies. Uh, I was gonna say he looked very familiar. Um, Bicentennial was, man, what the fuck is that? He was in Bi Billy Madison. He's like the <laughs> like the evil guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my god, that movie feels very old now. Oh, uh, it is, man. Okay, so going into it, let's start off with like kind of your um, your thoughts and feelings as it's going on. You're in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. How you feeling about it? What's what's going through your mind? <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm in, again, I'm enjoying the the audio, you know, the, mm. the scoring for the movie. I'm enjoying the shots. The acting is done well. They do great things to set up characters, certain motivations. And I, I think the way that the story happens very naturally. Like at no point do I feel and again, it is one of the things where you, you do suspend belief. Disbelief. Dis, disbelief, yeah. But it it it's in such a natural way. That I, I could look at the story and be like, yeah, that that's some crazy shit. You don't really question anybody's actions. It's never like, why the fuck did you do that? Like, the only part that you could start to question would be like, why didn't he leave sooner? But that can be answered by the hypnotism. Because it's kind of implied that the hypnotism is like fucking with him. And every time he wants to leave, he thinks of bad shit that makes him want to stay. So, you know, they kind of explain why he wouldn't just mm -hmm. go home. You know, and I mean, to be fair, it's the way it's set up as well. If, if you thought you were you were trying to connect with, you know, your significant other's family, like mm -hmm. that's a situation where you might put up with a little bit more uncomfortable stuff. But it becomes very clear to him, you know, once he feels something is up, he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Jordan Peele picked like the perfect amount of time because I say six months because they mentioned like, oh, we've been together six months. That's like four months. What was it for? Or five no. months. It was well, actually no. five months because he gets it wrong when he says four months. It's five months. Oh, I thought he said like four and then she says six. Was it four and five? See, I can't even remember now. But you're, yeah, either way, yeah, yeah. It's the perfect amount where it's like just enough where they could be really serious or mm -hmm. little enough where it's like, oh, they barely know each other. Because that's... Yeah. Because as is it dating for five months, seeing each other every day? Is it dating for five mm -hmm. months, only seeing each other on the weekends? Because that's very different, you know. Like it's, you don't know, but that's perfect. It it leaves it up in the air. They do seem very. Uh, their chemistry is great, though. They seem like yeah. they're in a relationship. You know, that's one yeah. thing that works. 
uh, for sure. And yeah, the conflict feels very real. The idea mm -hmm. of a white girl introducing a black guy who is her boyfriend to the family. Where does it go from there? It's funny. One of the early things that happens in the movie is as they're driving on their way up to meet her parents, because uh, again, that is is what's happening as she's introducing him. Uh, a deer gets fucking launched like that thing sailed yeah and the was... very first note i wrote was is he going to put it out of its misery and then another note at the same time not necessarily on that note was is that symbolic because Ooh. i was like that seems very specific oh, oh. and killing of a sacred it, it, deer it does. literally yeah yeah the the deer dying on the side of the road is very symbolic to what with what happened to his mom when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so again, I think when we're talking about using like Checker's gun, it's it's a great way to introduce something later on that you can kind of recall without just entirely saying it outright. Like yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. When it's done correctly, this is how to do it correctly. Uh I mean, and yep. there's multiple times it's done. Um and, and that's the thing is I think is funny is that mcconaughey's gun shouldn't almost be obvious right it's like that's kind of the mm -hmm. point of it when it zooms in to the gun on the wall you're not supposed to think they're gonna use that later you're just supposed to see it and then when it happens later you go oh fuck that's the gun from earlier yep. everyone assumes that to do Chekhov's gun correctly, you need to like really make it obvious that we're using Leon's this thing later. Yeah, <laughs> this is the fucking thing that we're gonna use, and it's like that's not the point of it. the The point was to just make sure it's involved in the story. Like if you show yep. it, use it. It's it's actually I believe it's a rule. It's not even like a thing that's like it's called like Chekhov's rule, where it's like if you show something, use it. Another example of this: the lacrosse stick. It pops up in the first act. You have the guy twiddling with it and playing with it. And then in the third act, it's used as a weapon. And it's and like... before that, it was used against my Achilles mm -hmm. to tear it. So it also had real-life applications. This movie's mm -hmm. doing an incredible job. And that's why I suggested it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually... Funny enough, I don't have a lot of notes for this one. I just kind of enjoyed watching it again. And I've seen it so many times that like I can kind of go over parts in my head pretty easily and like how I feel about it. So if you yeah, want to more bounce off of your notes, I don't know how many. Oh you took, yeah. But... Which I still like, I took notes on this, um, especially for themes that stood out to me, but I didn't take a lot of notes because I was just absolutely enthralled by the movie. It, it did such a great job. So I, and I was starting to hypothesize and now part of it, right. Is get out came out and what was it? 2021. Ooh. 2017. No, this is came yeah. out in 2017. So while I didn't know how it ended, I knew that don't trust those. The, these white men are dangerous. Like I, I understood that that was a big yeah. part of this. So okay. like I was still questioning. You know, is the daughter a part of this? Is she not? She, she probably is. Well, what about like but, what they were doing? Like, cause like, did you just like, did you know that it was supernatural? Well, not supernatural, but like. Did you know that there was kind of almost an an absurd I didn't twist? Realize, yeah, so I didn't realize they were like, oh, we're taking your bodies. Like, in essence. That's um, what I was thinking. I thought it was yeah, a yeah. lot more like they were 
sacrificing them they were maybe indoctrinating them and then like like literally whitewashing them yeah like like the way that the uh the servants kind of act around the house they mm. seem very blank and vacant upon rewatching it of course like again and again you realize that they're just old they're just really old and they act really old <laughs> and like yep. And that's about it. But they're in young bodies. So it's like this awkward, like, I think even the, the groundskeeper, one of yeah. the first things he says is like, oh, she's a pretty young thing, isn't she? And that's a really creepy thing to say for the groundskeeper to say. But when you get the context that it's literally her grandfather. Grandfather, yep. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So one of the early kind of things I was like, okay, so a psychiatrist would have access to medication then? Which I guess maybe not medication. She could write a prescription for things. And that's mm. what I was like, okay, so maybe she's using that to drug people. Mm. But I'll say this. The this first is person hypothesis. I didn't trust. Yeah. First person I didn't trust was the mom. Just oh, right yeah. off rip. Like it was kind of a given the dad, but the mom especially gave like, you are yeah. a big part of this. For me, I appreciated that it twisted it on its head where they're not like, they're not the racists you thought they were. Does that make sense? Like everything yeah, they, they said. They just want to take what they have, like their lives. Yeah. In a way, it's almost like it's like reverse racism kind of where it's like propping them up to being like, oh, well, they're a status symbol now. Like being black is a status symbol. So now if we're black, we that will be cool. And it's like miss. It's like not seeing the forest through the trees. It's like because like, I, I think I, I've mentioned this quote in our podcast before, I think, just without context or like I just brought it up. But my favorite quote of this movie is where the dad pulls him aside and he goes, hey, I I would have voted for Obama a third time if I had the chance. Because that's just such a perfect representation of like the, the far left liberal that thinks they're being supportive of yep. minorities. But at the end of the day, they're just propping them up for their own usage of reinforcing their power and their status. And Almost they, like a pandering. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to go into this movie. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are who would be like, like, yeah, look at these fucking conservative Republican fucks who are about to be racist as shit. And then they realize like, oh, wait, these are like liberal racists. What? Wait. <laughs> yeah. So in those early kind of first scenes, especially when when they were kind of talking about the hypnosis, then I was like, that's it mm -hmm. i was like that's gonna come up and it's still even and used in a very creative way yeah i oh i picked up on that right away it was one of those so to kind of not entirely skip like we're not really jumping too far ahead or, or oh, going yeah, through too yeah. much stuff he, this is uh, one of those movies a bunch of people have seen i doubt they'll right yeah. so he's trying to quit cigarettes and he's kind of fidgeting around and she kind of calls out or no, the dad calls out like, oh, you're a smoker because he's like fidgeting. And I, again, like I was like, OK, that, that kind of makes sense for their their lines of work. And even just like as a habit that somebody might notice, especially he said it, if this part was true. But I mean, it very well could be that he was a smoker for 15 years. Clearly, hypnosis works. So mm -hmm. clearly, she very much could have cured him of that as well. Yeah. But and, he comes. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say on the deeper level beyond that, once you learn the twist, they don't want to be in a smoker's body. They want a healthy body. So it's like yep. it makes even more sense why they wouldn't want him to smoke. <laughs> right. 
And so because of that, uh, he's he goes outside because he's going to try to have a cigarette. Mm. And that's when he starts noticing weird stuff. The grandma was walking. I say the grandma. Um, Georgina, who the grandma has taken her body, is like shuffling through the house. Oh, my God. So as a quick side note, I guess I had accidentally turned on like subtitles, but it it was not subtitles. It was audio explaining what the scene oh, was. Oh, yeah. Wow. You accidentally so like, turned that on? Georgina shuffles through the house quietly unnoticed. So she takes a step outside. So wait, at first, did you think that maybe this was like a stylistic choice? Did you think that maybe this like, is this a I narrator? Knew, no, I immediately, oh, okay. I was like, I did, so, I did something wrong. This does not seem correct. I don't, I don't think this is, That's I don't hilarious. think this was, was, was supposed to happen. Uh, but that, I don't know how I turned it on for that, but that was really funny. So I, I just, as a side note, I just, I think someone did that with the Dune movie and they thought that because Dune is based on a book. And they thought that it was just like, was like a, a choice. Yeah, they were like, oh, wow, really? They're narrating every single thing that's happening? That's interesting. That's a choice. <laughs> that's so funny. So that's when you kind of get like the scene that everyone saw in the trailer where the groundskeeper's like running right at him. Yeah, creepy so scene. he freaks out. He runs back into the house. And that's when he runs into the mom. And so the mom's sitting with him. And gets really personal, and obviously he's uncomfortable. But again, it's like, this is the mother. You were just trying to sneak out to have a cigarette, and she wants to have a quick conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, you're like, not going to, like, be rude or something. Yeah, exactly. My instincts on getting kidnapped would have definitely told me to, oh, I have a stomachache or something. I need to go upstairs. <laughs> but, no. Uh, so... One thing she starts doing, and I picked up on this instantly, and I don't know if it was just from the audio making it very clear, like, we want mm. you to hear this sound, but she starts running her spoon around the cup. Mm. And she even mentions, like, oh, I'm sure, you know, you're used to, like, the, the look deep into my eyes and starts talking about a focus object. And during the entire conversation, she's still doing the, the spinning mm. of the it's just spoon. just an auditory focus, yeah. And I, I immediately was like, that's it. That's the trigger. And it's really cool the way that they portray it for the movie. I don't think it's obviously meant to portray what this is actually like for people who undergo hypnosis. Mm. But creating like this, it's almost like he's looking at a movie theater screen as yeah. he's falling into like this void. I, I just thought the imagery was really cool for that. Sunken place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it does raise questions of like, is it a personal thing? Because again, it does kind of feed into the imagery of him being stuck, unmovable in front of his TV while his mom was dying. Because that's kind of a theme that keeps coming back up as he says, like, I just sat there and I didn't move, couldn't move, didn't know what to do. And then when he's in the sunken place, he can't move and he's just looking at a screen and he can't and he's helpless. Mm. So it raises a question. It's like, is, is the sunken place like our own version of hell that we're just trapped in? Is it literally always yeah. the same black sunken place that's just not that kind? Listen, I know what movie this is. That's not what I meant. But like, it's just, you know, it's... <laughs> It's just, you know, like, I, it makes you question what the visual of it would be. But, and I like that aspect of it. It's very, it's weird that this movie creates lore for a world, but it still feels like reality. Like, it's, it's an absurdist thing. Like, this technology they have later in the movie makes no fucking sense. That, but you don't really question it because 
that's not the point. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, almost. Yeah, and, and again, it, it almost... It adds layers on at such good times in terms of building on the grandioseness of the situation <laughs> that Attention. by the time yeah. you get to kind of the crazy twist, you're like, okay, you've you've gotten me to this point where I I understand that this situation is happening. Yeah, they, it's not they like earned all of a sudden. It. Yeah, now it's spooky season, and it's like, what? I've there's been no indication yeah. of anything like that. And it's handled so fucking amazing, man. Watching this movie back, like I'm telling you, as it's a movie that thrives on rewatches as well because you start to notice how much everything still makes perfect sense leading up to that ending because it, it has that kind of twist where when you think back, you go like, okay, well, what was the whole point of leading up to that? You know, like, why was it all about racism? But then you think back and you're like, oh, it wasn't, racism like it was but it was it, it was like like when like when the one woman is like oh you're strong and like squeezes his arm our first instinct is to go like oh god an old white woman who sees a black man and goes oh you're strong you know like that it's such a stereotypical thing no it's her she she's looking for options for her husband's body like it's like yep. It's and then people asking them asking them like hey so what sports are you into you must be real athletic and it's like Ugh, that's so racist. But then you're like, oh wait, no, they want an athletic body. Like they, it's it's so fucking perfect the way it's written to like ah, uh, yeah, I can't I can't can't stop it's gushing. It's really it's really well done. <laughs> um <laughs> so from there Oh. Yeah, so another thing I think I was able to call out um they're walking by the basement. And he says, you know, oh, you know, that that's the only thing kind of closed off right now. We had black mold down there, so there, you know, nobody can go down in the basement. And I was like, don't, I, I think I put it in all caps, don't trust the basement. I bet if it was white mold, they would have gone in the basement. <laughs> I was going to say, it is funny that they had picked like that mold specifically. It's purposeful. It has to be. Everything yeah. in this movie. Actually, no, I shouldn't say everything because there are a few things that Jordan Peele has come back to in interviews and been like, no, that was just on accident. Like, for example, uh, the, the, I was about to say sister, which I guess technically she is the sister of the lacrosse guy, but the girlfriend of the, the movie. Yep. Main thing. There's a scene where you, it's revealed she's, you know, in on it all this stuff which is a great reveal where she's like panicking in the bag and you already know it's like you know there's no way sh she's not involved but it's still a great scene and there's the afterwards she's sitting in her room and she has a glass of milk and a bowl of cereal separate from each other and is eating them oh individually and it's like That's psychotic how she was a sociopath. exactly it's and i know psychotic. someone that eats cereal almost like that entirely now eating cereal out of the box as a snack totally fine that's fine but if you also have the milk and you're like Bro, doing it fucking and and we'll we'll bleep his name not because it'll i think actually like result in anything but i think it's just funnier, it's funnier. to do it yeah. <laughs> when we fucking live together in the dorms he would have a cup of milk and a cup of cereal and he would like eat some of the cereal and then drink the milk and he's like i don't like my milk getting soggy and i'm like then bitch don't leave it there for 20 minutes 
eat the way eat I do. The cereal. Just fucking yeah. scarf that down. Yeah. Well, how long do people eat bowls of cereal? That's my problem. It's like I have never yeah, had. What a... are you guys doing that no. you're like, oh, the bowl, the whole bowls. Bro, it's I'll fill that bitch up to the brim, and yeah. I will devour. And within if your the hour. cereal is getting soggy immediately, you're buying the wrong fucking cereal. Okay. Like, just man up, buy some, like, fucking crunch cereal. French Toast Crunch. Okay. I don't care what anyone says. Raisin Bran Crunch is the greatest cereal of all time. This isn't an episode about cereal. We should do a cereal episode. I think I've suggested that. Okay, yes. We'll do a we'll do a cereal tier list next episode. So she's crazy for the way she eats her cereal. Jesus Christ. The whole point of what I was saying. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. We almost had another Bluetooth moment. So, no, that w- that scene has been interpreted by a lot of people as her separating the colors from the whites because she actually has a bowl of Fruit Loops that are colorful and then white milk, and she doesn't combine them. She eats them separate. Wow. Interesting. But, but Jordan Peele, in an interview, was oh. confronted with this, and he was like, oh, that's great, though. He's like, I love that, but... <laughs> But no, that's not. I didn't do that. Like that's not on purpose. You know. Yeah. So, so there's that is some. Funny. There are some things in this that yeah, I might be reading into a little too much. You know. Again, like the black mold thing. That's just what yeah. mold. That's the worst kind of mold. That that it, like it is dangerous. It is deadly. It is. Well, okay. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it isn't the worst kind of mold. I don't know. I'm not. A, it's actually like the healthiest mold. No. Yeah. I'm not the moldologist. So there was also something I picked out and I was trying to find a little bit more information online. I paused at one scene because there's two posters on um, his girlfriend's wall at the house. Okay. Well, I guess it's not her wall, but in the room they're staying in. And one of them says death cheetah versus matter. Okay. And people had mentioned, I I think on a Reddit post that it's a reference towards cheating death. Death Cheetah. Ver- oh, Death Cheetah. It's like... I thought it's like uh, a rap it's like battle. Cheetah as like the animal, but like Death yeah, Cheetah versus yeah. Matter, like Mind Over Matter. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's entirely where they were going with it. I can see um, that. And then the other one said the best of Elizabeth uh, Bowler, B-O-L-L-E-R. And then B-E-T-H of Elizabeth was in a different color than the rest of the text. I couldn't hmm. find anything, but I mean, oh wait, Elizabeth Bowler is could always be like an in joke, like maybe someone in the art department that was making the the posters like referenced her was or like she worked on it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like could be something like that. I didn't notice. Those. Oh, oh, she was. She was in the art department for Get Out. Yeah, see, told you. So it's probably just kind of like a little Easter egg. That she put in herself, like ah, a, like well, when I'm gamers, that. You know, like game devs, when they put their face in like little notebooks inside of the game and stuff. That's cool. I like and that. Like wanted posters that say Virgin Boy. Virginia man. Okay. Virginia man. So as we're kind of going through the story here, he's getting more and more uh, paranoid, obviously, because like weird shit's happening, so. having nightmares. People are acting weird. His phone keeps getting unplugged, which does lead to a great moment between him and Georgina. I love it too, because she's acting real weird and doing all this weird thing. And then he says the one line, he's like, oh, I just, I don't know. I get kind of weird when there's a bunch of white people around. And then she just like 
completely like free. She like doesn't know what to say or do, and then like yeah. starts crying, and then she's just like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I like it because in that moment, it's like the character, the grandmother, realizing that this isn't a good thing. Like, almost coming to terms with, like, I'm in another person's body. I'm not me. Like, I thought that was more of Georgina, like, kind of breaking through a little mm. bit. I felt that, too, for sure. But I, I wasn't sure why. Because, like, the only implication they've given so far is that lights do it. But maybe just the mention of like white folk. Yeah, something that like, stirs up the emotions. I also started to theorize, is Georgina actually his mom? Like I was trying to piece together oh, how young of a kid trippy. it was when it happened and that it wasn't oh, an accident. Whoa. That, that would have been she a good... was just kidnapped and taken. Yeah, that's an and, interesting and... twist. I bet that was in one of the drafts. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's not a bad idea right there. <laughs> like the whole time she looks familiar. And it's like, because yeah, she died when he was what? Like, eight or nine, ten. Like, he was real young when they say... And then, dad not being in the picture, he could have been the groundskeeper that went to go look for her, and then he got taken. Like... Yeah. Oh, but, a, but it didn't need that. Ways. It didn't need that, but I like that. It, exactly. Like that. It, it's it's one of those, like, oh, we're not suggesting this because we're like, God, this movie sucked at, at fucking developing the story. It could have done this. It's, it's, all, it's actually the opposite. It did such a great job that you can kind of put in these... It, it created the opportunities for other stories to happen, but without those, it's still incredible on its own. Yeah, it it and it kind of almost begs for like, like I want more lore from this movie. Like I'm almost kind of disappointed that Jordan Peele's next couple movies, Us and Nope, didn't involve this kind of like world necessarily, like. Like, this society that this guy is building and, like, this technology he's using. Like, where did he get it? What is this? Like, uh, And then movies like Us and Nope, they delve into weird, like, science fiction or, like, you know, like, Nope is about aliens and, like, all this other shit. So it's like, I was hoping that there would be this bigger universe that all ties together in this Jordan Peele kind of, like, thing, you know? But it doesn't quite... And again, it doesn't have to. It doesn't make all the movies worse. Oh, that, yeah. But it's like begging for it. It's like, oh, but I want to know more about all of this. You know, it's like... But again, it might be better off as just its own thing. Just because mm -hmm. that's another thing that I love about this movie is that it's just its own thing. Like, I, I guess I... It's a cheesy thing to say. It's a very fucking cliche Martin Scorsese hating on Marvel movies thing. I get it. But you can just watch this movie... You finish it and you're like, that was a good movie. That was a great movie. You don't you don't have to dig into a bunch of other shit to figure out why you enjoyed the movie. Like, whoa, what's this? What is that? Was this setting up for a sequel? Nope. Good movie. <laughs> right. So but again, I think even, you know, kind of going back to the lore, having things like the posters. But it's almost like you don't want to have too much where people feel like I need to pause every five scenes in order. No. But it made me want to find stuff. Yeah. And I think it you have to do a really good job in your storytelling to make it be like, I want to find more. Um, obviously, somebody was... So there's... I guess the next thing we'll introduce is there's a big party that her parents... And this is where I started to think, okay, now I don't trust his girlfriend. 
because mm. the parents are like, oh, we're having the party again. And she's like, what? I thought it was a different day. And they're like, it's the same day every year. And that's where I was like, mm, I don't trust her. Yeah. She knows. Little she definitely little knows. sus. Still, they do a good job and, of like yeah. making you question it. Oh, yeah. And that's where, you know, to your point, um, you know, people start going up and saying really weird things to him that that comes off as like, oh, you're kind of being racist. And it's actually, I mean, maybe part of it is, but it's more yeah, of, oh, we want to have the perfect specimen in terms of fitness, health, yeah, for for all of our evil doings. Yeah. And he goes upstairs. Does he go upstairs before he takes the photo? Um, so I believe that's when they have the Georgina interaction. I think it might be during the party when he's upstairs. Maybe. Yeah, so he goes upstairs for a little bit. To grab his phone. And yeah. no. Okay, but but I think the Actually, interaction yeah. with Andre happens before he goes upstairs. No, because what happens Oh, is, no, no, you're right, you're right. Because you know, he cuz then they go for a walk. They go to the lake. The yeah, yeah. Okay, so he goes upstairs. That's when the phone situation happens. He starts voicing his concerns to his girlfriend who doesn't really take him seriously at first. And then she's like, all right, and whatever. He's, and he's talking to his friend on the phone, um, giving him yep. little details like uh, about know. like this weird shit going on. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a great, I think job of setting the tone where the second he goes upstairs, everybody stops talking and they just look upstairs. Yeah. And they it, watch it's him. like the movie is like, I'm ready for you guys to see because it, it's one of those like it's called Get Out. Mm -hmm. There's clear motivation even when it first came out what the movie was going to kind of be poking around. Oh, yeah. So to kind of just drop that curtain of everyone is is just staring. It makes the rest of the interactions just that much more intense and creepy mm -hmm. because that, you know, now it's everyone is in on this. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it's almost like it's planned in every aspect, even with the girlfriend, you know, and obviously I would assume they obviously, they didn't plan on him taking a picture of uh, Andre, mm -hmm. which causes him to kind of come out for a second. And again, it's kind of a twist because he's just yelling at him, get out, like just get out. But like, clearly it's a warning once you yep. know what it is, but upon like first viewing it, you might not know what that is. It's like, is it a warning? Is it like a, is it a threat? Is it, you know what I mean? Like what, what is this? Um, yeah. I realized really quick. I'm like, Oh, that's a warning. He's, he's yeah. literally saying like, get, Oh, they said the, that is probably the best way of saying the movie in the name without being like yeah. obnoxious oh, about it. hundred percent. Yeah. Such a great. Oh, yeah. love that. Yeah. And, so, so, yeah, I don't think they planned, obviously, him taking a picture of him and all this kerfuffle. No. But it does cause the girlfriend to be like, oh, hey, well, why don't we go for a walk? Let's just go for a walk. And when they go for a walk, that's when they have their silent auction. So clearly yep. at some point she was going to have to pull him away. So it's almost like it worked out where it's like, oh, well, we had this kind of, you know, big, intense moment. That's the perfect excuse for you to pull him away. This is a good time because otherwise when would they have done the auction so there's this weird kind of like it's all planned 
I do feel like they, they probably had like a backup where they would oh. play bingo in lieu of it. But and, it, and it's <sighs> such a boring game that they probably would have looked at her and been like, you know, she would have been like, yeah, you don't have to play. Like, let's go. You know, again, bingo. It's a perfect cover. It's boring. And white the movie shit. does <laughs> something really interesting. So in movies like this, sometimes I look at people like the brother's character because he's the asshole. And I'm like, is he going to be the guy that ends up trying to help you out? Like, is mm. he trying to act like a hard ass? So that way it's less suspicious. That is not the case. No. And then nobody really introduced kind of the opposite. So while he's at the party, there's a blind man that's sitting down outside and he kind of calls. He's like, ah, oh, they, they mean well, but, but they don't get it. They're, they're whatever. They're blind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and pretty much trying to say, hey, I'm sorry about them. I get it. And he is a guy who purchases art. And he actually has heard of um Chris. What's the main character's name? Chris, yeah, that's right. He's heard of Chris's work, which it, it makes sense why. I mean, he's he's gonna try to buy him. Yeah. Well, not just that. If he's an art dealer or an art guy, mm -hmm. it, it almost makes you question, was his whole goal of being an art like gallery owner to find someone with the vision that he wants, you know, because because like if that's what I love too, and I'm sure that's what you were going to bring up is that like he's not looking at it from the the black or physical. Like, no, he literally just cares about your ability to to take the perfect photo. But I had begun to wonder, and I think they do it intentionally. Oh, is he buying to try to help him? Like, is he going to try to help him get out of this? Oh, you know what? The uh, Yeah, oh, that's a great point. Because I already knew the end, I didn't even really think about what I thought in the first part. But yeah, it does almost feel like a sympathetic, like, oh, he bought him. So does that mean he's going to be nice like to he's, him? He's trying to get him out like yeah. he really wow. shouldn't be here. Great point. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, that, cause yeah, I do love that idea too, where having it, and it's a great, it, it all connects. Cause it's like making him a photographer, having someone with a good eye for pictures, then it's like, oh, well they have good eyes. They have great eyes. Oh, they have great eye. Oh, for seeing like, it's, uh, it's like, I fucking like every single thread in this movie is just like fucking perfect. Like it, like, I, I think the only thing that I'm a little bit like, okay, hold on, is when he starts going through the, the, the girlfriend's pictures near the end. This is near, like, you know, the finale and all this shit. And you see all of the guys and girls that she's brought. And it's like, okay, how long have you been doing this? And how, because if you've dated all of them for at least five to six months, let's say, and maybe some of them are only like a month or a week or something, who knows? But... You're talking like eight years. If 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 there's ten people and you dated all of them for five months in a row, you're it's uh, you know what I mean. It's at least five years right there. But whatever. It's but I'll I just, still say it's not impossible. No, no, um, by any means, it's no. It, it's not something that I'm like, oh, well, that just ruins the logic of everything. Oh yeah. It was just as the pictures kept going, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! How long did she do this for? Holy shit! Yeah. So this. This was one part that like, I did question. It was funny because you didn't bring up what I thought. Mm. 
why was that door open? Because nobody oh. would have gone in there. Why have the Which box door? sitting? Like, why was that door open? Because he what just door? sees it open. I so the, there's a little closet inside the room that they're in, and that's where he oh. finds the box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there isn't really anything set up to show that. It's convenient. So, because yeah, because I thought somebody was going to be like they're trying to show him, they're trying to help him, like Georgina or something, and maybe it was the case. I actually, now that I think about it, I feel like there was a scene where he sees like Georgina shutting it, or someone like maybe not, maybe now I can't remember, but yeah, that's. I I I, th I thought that too, where it's kind of like there should have been a, maybe a slightly better setup to like use. He catches her in the middle of the night rifling through something in that closet. You know, like yeah. oh babe, babe, what are you doing? Oh nothing, I couldn't find my charger. Oh okay, and then later he's like eyeing the closet and he's like, well what's in there? You know, I could see yeah. that. That makes sense. It doesn't really make sense why it's like ajar and then he goes inside. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was my only kind of question there. So after the auction, Homeboy gets kidnapped. And this is where it, the the movie does a really good job of kind of just telling you what's happening at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like this little kind of commercial-esque uh, introductory video to explain the situation. It's like a metamorphosis of sorts for them. They kind of reference, you know, something higher. I like that they didn't push too far in terms of, you know, this is a magical, spiritual, lyrical miracle. No. Um, exactly. It, like they they mention there is this thing that allows them to do it. And they, I don't know. It, it's just explained well enough where I'm like, OK, I get it. Yeah. Like you you didn't have to spend 15 minutes explaining about the aliens that came down to grant you this power this to perpetual, do this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To switch minds or something. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty well established and it's I mean it's one of those things that even though scientifically we all know it doesn't make sense, I'm totally fine with the idea of putting a brain in another person's body and them controlling that body. I get that that's not how it works, but I'm totally fine with that as a story beat. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. like, that's and how, I think how by, brains work, I guess. Like, <laughs> oh, there is this, like, because they do kind of a specific almost like cultish. Yeah, yeah, there's like this specific religious, like, ascension almost that they're utilizing to pull this off. Yeah, what's it called? It's like the Denetronomicon or something. It has a weird name or something, right? Or like the Demonicus yeah. or something. Yeah, like, and that's the part that I feel like is begging for more like lore. You know, you like MatPat is sitting here drooling going, what the fuck is that? You know, like, well, I need to know more about that cult or like whatever this is. But yeah, they don't, they don't really get into that because that's not what the movie's about, you know? <laughs> and I, again, it's one of those, I, I think it's good because that could have been its entire own little side story. But instead, they're just saying, hey, this is a thing that exists in this world. They've been doing it for a while, so they've been successful with it. And, yeah. it's and a just to an end. it at that. Yeah, we yeah. need we in the story, we need there to be brain swapping. So this is how it happens. That's all that. That's it. That they don't have to go deeper into it. No. Uh, yeah, it's it's really well done. And even though it's insane, oh, we haven't mentioned uh, the motherfucking TSA. Uh, his friend trying to un, yeah, we kind of mentioned he calls him to give him the hints. But if you want to talk about writing the perfect side character who isn't obnoxious but is funny as fuck and just over yep. the top, 
that Love this him. is how you do it. This this is how you do it. Love him. He's great. Like he's not overly weird, but he's quirky, you know, and it's like not yep. cringy, funny. Like it, it, it's amazing. Like my one of my favorite scenes is when he's on the phone with the girl and she's like trying to manipulate him. And she's like, oh, well, I know you just want to fuck me. And he's like, what? No, no. What the fuck? What the fuck you say? And then he hangs up and he's like, she's a fucking she. Oh, she's a she's a genius. <laughs> yep. Because he was trying to record the call. And and yeah, he's he tries really hard. I'm proud of him. Oh, it's so great. And it's so, I love it how he's exactly right. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. He's not right at all. <laughs> So he's not really right at all. He thinks that they're making them sex slaves for their yeah, own nefarious purposes. Yeah, he, <laughs> just not for the the correct reasons. Exactly. Uh, that's amazing though. Uh, so the surgery scene. Oh, the one thing again, maybe something that makes it not a ten out of ten when I was watching it again. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a little silly that they cut into the dude's head and get all the way to his brain, and literally he's dead. Before they even bring in Chris's body, that you jumped the gun a little bit there, guys. Because all I could think is, well, that guy's just laying there. Like, he's dead. Like, that was the, his last memory is them going, okay, we'll see you in a little bit after your surgery. And then they cut open his head, and then he's just laying there, dead. That's it. It's over. Maybe keep their process keeps the brain alive for long. Up, in, up until like the very last second or something. Yeah. yeah I well, and, and to be fair, like they they do kind of acknowledge that he should have been in there much earlier than he was mm. because and, and okay so this is another part where i i didn't understand what happened like i mm. had assumptions that something was going to happen so he's oh. he's not like handcuffed but he's strapped down into a chair yes his arms and legs are strapped and then there's a scene where they kind of show that he's torn up stuffing from the chair. Yeah. So I thought somehow he was going to like maybe break one of his hands to be able to get it free, stuff both his ears with like the the cotton. filling of whatever was in the yeah, well, whatever co- was in the cotton. couch. Right. Genius. But that was going to stop him from hearing the sound because yeah that's they what don't really explain that's what how... they show oh they show it oh. uh, it's a quick after he bashes in the guy's head uh he pulls the cotton out from his ears and throws it down on the oh kid. i don't know why i didn't see that because okay because okay yeah so yeah. never mind that, um, that is what happened then because that's yeah. what i was like oh so that must be used so that way he doesn't hear what happens okay, yeah exactly perfect. which i mean hey the movie is able to convey it enough to where even if you didn't see that you still get it. But yeah, there is a moment he right. like pulls it out and throws it. And I think they even show like, like the dude is like dead and there's like a cotton swab on his cheek, which again is like metaphorical in its own sense for the history of picking cotton and yep. slavery. And now it's being used as something to upend this like white patriarchy, basically. Well, patriarchy now, is the wrong is, word. This is where he does break one of my rules. Okay. I wrote this in all caps. Always. Finish off the enemy. Okay. Always finish off the enemy. I I actually forgot he even came back because in my in their defense, he bludgeons the shit out of him with a fucking lacrosse ball. And like or I'm sorry, a croquet. If they're ball. doing crazy brainwashing stuff though, you can't trust it. Like, I guess that's true. Uh, this, you gotta this cap is, him. Like 
You you got you got you got to make sure he's he was done. bleeding you out though. Tap. I don't know you, back of the head, but I don't feel like he should have gotten up. Like I I almost think it's unrealistic in the movie that he did get back up because he was literally like gushing out of the he back of his head like blood. Like I, I mean, don't even, know, but like bust both his kneecaps, mess up his fingers so that way if he did get up. He can't use his hands or his right. legs. Uh, yeah, true, true. Oh, yeah, true, true. But uh, but again, I think that's something that like, like I, I don't know people who assume yes, they're gonna get yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying it. Thank you for saying it because I didn't want to say it. Like because why the fuck? Like if if in the movie he just started breaking his legs, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I'd be like, stop. Like you already I'm killed just him. Like, there you bashed we his head go. in. Now stop. he's ensured that this guy can't come back out of any shenanigans. Maybe one more stomp on his head that would have that's all like he does later that i will say this he 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 learns his lesson and i'm proud of that that he yeah. learns his lesson real fast he won't fuck that up twice uh but yeah and i i get i don't know if jordan peele confirmed this or not but i like it how every weapon he uses is a form of white like culture and power like like hunting like he uses the deer antlers like the hunting yep. head he uses oh the, that was such a cool scene oh god through his throat uh he uses a croquet ball against yep. the one um i'm trying to remember what it was the mom but i can't remember but it's like there was something where they're Is all like basically a letter opener or something maybe yeah like they're all basically symbols of like white like aristocrat richness mm -hmm. you know yeah so he, he he ends up getting out kills all of them except for the sister and Georgina and the grandfather. They're still alive, kicking. And yep. when he takes the car and gets out, he hits Georgina with the car and can't help himself but to go back and get her because he feels like there's still a chance, something inside of her will be okay. Uh, now question. Yes. When you watched the movie, did you watch it with the alternate ending that also had uh, Jordan Peele's commentary at the end? No. Honestly, I'm wondering if you saw stuff that I didn't because I had to watch like a TV version that was like edited down. Well, at the beginning, it said this was edited down for TV. And I was like, what? But it still had cursing and it still had blood. Did you see the orgy scene? <laughs> yeah, okay. The deer scene at the beginning... I remembered it differently, so maybe you'll have to let me know if something... Because okay. the one I saw, they hit the deer, it's on the side of the road, he's slowly walking up to it, it shows one shot of the deer dead, and then it cuts to them interacting with the police. And I felt like more happened when I first saw it, but I can't... No, I don't think more happened. No? Like, he sees the scene, He, you see, like, the whole in like the belly of the deer, and then he's... Oh, the next there scene, you go. On the there was no hole. There was no hole. It wasn't as oh, gory. Yeah, the, they the, must have cut the out the gore. Had like, like a hole in a, its stomach. So there's a commentary uh. that Jordan Peele makes. Um, and then I guess I can also tell you what the alternate ending is. And yeah. it, it has his commentary on it. So he says the Jeez. scene where he goes to pick up Georgina was him finally freeing himself of feeling like he, he couldn't act. It's it was oh, apparently the mother on the side of the road. Yeah, it, and that that's why. And so it was him kind of finally having the redemption of no, I'm not going to leave someone this time. Uh, it would have been okay this time. Yeah, that's the problem. You know what? I almost don't like that. I actually think like, like it's not bad. It's not bad or anything. Well, I'll but... say this: it 
it goes it makes more sense with the alternate ending okay but well, okay. I, I won't tell you that till we get so, to this. so the so the original ending i'm assuming is the one i saw where he uh, georgina attacks him with, with a great scene where like her her wig and weave is falling off and you could see the scar and she's like you fucked up that and starts screaming at him and it's like holy shit like i love that scene starts crashing the car and shit and yep. then um is that when the girlfriend comes up? Yep, with uh, the <laughs> grandfather and then has Get him, the Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, great scene. I, I do like that. Get him, Grandpa. He's just fucking... <laughs> uh, tackles him to the ground. Alive. <laughs> and which is also set up. Great, because they say his grandfather was a runner. So it's like if you heard that and then you see the guy out in the field running, if you really, really are paying attention, you might go, yep. oh, fuck. I mean, I didn't catch that. I'm not going to say I did, but you might. That yeah. makes so much more sense now. Yeah, it's like, he's oh, he's a runner. He's a track star. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I got a new one for the next episode for worst songs. <laughs> uh, so, um, so anyway, okay, so he shoots the girlfriend shoots uh oh no no oh, sorry because he yeah yeah he's the, fighting with with um the grandfather with chris and then chris uses the flash on him yes and then he's like let me do it and she gives him the gun because i don't think she realized what happened and then he shoots which is kind of a little bit like like only like like 10 to 20 percent i'm kind of like shouldn't she have been a little questionable about that like, shouldn't she, shouldn't she have been like, no, I'll do it because everyone else has been flashing out of their fucking things recently. <laughs> like, you know, like you're yeah. the third person to do it now, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and because of that, uh, yeah, so he shoots her and then he shoots himself mm -hmm. and then Horrifying. she is on the ground and you can tell like he wants to, to choke her out and, and, and end her, but he just. That's Can't not do it. who he is. He's he's a good person. And, and then, so okay. In one of the most gut wrench gut wrenching moments in film history. Because I will tell I was in the theaters the night this came out. So everyone was like totally on board. We're all watching. Nobody knows what's gonna happen, right? And you see this moment where he's on top of her and he finally is like, you know what, fine, I won't do it, right? And you're like, he did it. He's gonna he's gonna do this. And then you see the fucking sirens and you're like, like everyone in the theater went, oh, no, no, because your immediate reaction is black guy on top of white girl. Everyone's bleeding and dead. They're going to shoot him. He's going to jail. We're fucked. You know, like it's over. It's a, it's, it's like the most like the we're fucked. Like we're all in this. Yeah, yeah, we're all in this, man. We're fucked. Like, <laughs> th th like that was one of the best movie theater experiences I think I've had in a long time was seeing this in person and having people be like, no, no, like freaking the fuck out. And then the moment the TSA agent gets out and everyone's like, yeah, like freaking yeah. out. Great moment. So that was the second rendition of the ending. Yes. So that's the al alternate alternate ending? So technically, yeah, that was not the original. Oh, ending. so that made it to the theaters though. So I wonder what the original ending was. Okay, so what's the, the so original ending? The original ending is it is two police officers that pull ah, up. 
See. And so here's here's why, because he gave the reason. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He said when he was writing this movie, it was during I think like the beginning of the Obama administration, and at the time, it was written that way because he wanted to show because he didn't feel that people were still believing that racism is still alive and is a thing, which it is. Like that's just a fact. Uh, racism still exists. Yeah, and. He wanted to show that through the movie of being, you know, to your point and and to everyone's point, even my point when I saw it, of, oh, what happens when the cops show up? And he actually points out something that I, I thought of earlier. So we kind of skimmed over it. But when he goes in and he kills the dad, the dad walks into the room and knocks a candle over and it sets oh, the whole place yeah, on yeah, fire. And the reason why is it's going to destroy... Any the evidence. Because they're not going to know to look for secret dungeon of evil. Yeah. And because of that, he just looks like he's the wrong and in the bad. And so at the time, this was meant to portray, yes, racism is still alive and well. It is still a thing that is affecting people. And because of that, he wanted that to be portrayed in, this is still set up to favor rich white people over a minority, even yeah. when the minority was the one who's in the right. Yeah. So that that was the original. So the original alter, the original ending, he gets arrested, and then six months later, his uh, buddy. I think it's Rob that's in the TSA. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so he goes to visit him because, and so they're talking through the glass, and he's telling it. And Rob's telling him, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna find out a way to get you out of here and prove your innocence. And he kind of just goes, you know, there's. There's, there's no way you're gonna believe you're gonna be able to do this. He's like, you know, I was, I was kind of. He, he becomes a martyr in a sense. Yeah. And it, it becomes kind of explained that this is gonna, this is a lot bigger than just you. Also, mm. the point of racism, you're not one person isn't going to end it. Yeah. It's the culmination of people working together. Hundred percent. But what happened was, towards I guess filming. Um, in, and it's interesting because they actually showed the scene too while uh, the the original ending yeah. while he was doing the commentary. Did they do like screenings said, for people and stuff or something like that? He, I, they didn't say if it was used for like initial screenings. Oh, okay. But um, he said that towards filming, he felt that the country got to a point where it acknowledged, yeah, racism is a thing. Yes. He even mentions like about people were woke, like people we're seeing that things were not what they meant to be. And he felt at that time they needed the champion. They needed somebody That's to come so out on top. And so That's because awesome. of that, he's like, I didn't think it needed that dark ending. I think it, it needed something for that time that would kind of lift people up a little bit more. What a fucking genius, dude. Cause I was about to say like, God damn to have the, to, Oh, I envy, I envy that man. That's amazing to have the ability to look at your own work and reflect and go, oh, you know what? This isn't relevant anymore. Like, even, like fucking Southland Tales. So, like, uh, uh, just being able to look at it and say, like, no, this like, doesn't... up until filming and still being like, incredible. we can do this better. Because this, this can end on a better... Yeah, because I was actually going to say that I think that, yeah, that, that original ending would have worked in, like, 2004, right? 2004. One two thousand five, you know, whatever. Like, like you were saying, right before Obama was getting in all stuff, because there was that air of like, ah, we did it. There is no racism. We have movies like Crash, 
we like we're fine. <laughs> we, we don't have racism anymore. But everyone look around. So I would have it would have worked. But I think he's so smart because, yes, it's like it, it, the reason I asked if he did screenings, because I bet if he had done screenings and then saw people's reactions when the police showed up, he would have realized like, oh, people already know what's going to happen when the police show up. You know, because that's what I mean. Like that moment in the yeah, theater. It automatically looks like even I was like, how do you explain yourself? Because yeah. the house is on fire. I mean, it. Because there is no twist of like, it, it's weird how, how literal, like cultural times and, you know, um, what we're going through can change art and how you need to convey it. Because that twist, like we said, it can work. Like, because your initial thought should be the police are there. Yay. That means we did it. And then, oh no, wait, what? They're arresting him? Oh no, he's the bad guy. Oh no, no, that, like, yeah, that, but that's such like a 60s, 70s, like, twist that, like, now it's like the twist is the twist of the twist, where it's like, we already know, like, oh boy, the police are here. Yep, this is gonna, this, man, holy shit. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah, great. no, I, it, and I know we've talked about, like, having things after the fact get added in that it's like it, but i think this is different because oh yeah one this was just at the end of this movie and i think with his commentary to explain why he had done this ending instead oh it absolutely incredible like again the the reason why i gave it a nine out of ten was just because there was the kind of two loose ends that i hadn't really understood of yeah. the the door being open and <laughs> I mean, even the second one was, was actually cleared up, but, but this movie just did everything else. So right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, any, cat, uh, any cat opened the door and just scared the shit out of oh. me. <laughs> like emerged from the darkness. Um, <laughs> did you know it was the grandparents in the bodies or did you not know until like the movie, like really just told you? Cause oh. I didn't know until the movie told me. You know, I saw the movie so long ago, it's hard to remember my first experience with it. I, That's fair. I remember... I remember catching on to the idea that they're using their bodies for something, but I mm -hmm. don't think I put together that they were putting their, like, literal minds into their bodies. I, I, yeah, I, because there were little hints. Like, I do remember the first time I watched it, I just kept catching all that. And it's so smart because they want you, to, he wants you to catch all the racist. Yes. That's the point. You're supposed to catch these little comments because they lead to a greater thing in the story. But early on when the dad is giving him the tour of the house and he talks about his, his dad, the grandfather about being a runner. And he mentions how the only person that ever beat him was a black guy. And he's like, and we respected the hell out of him. And we just wished we could have been as good as him. And it's like, Oh man, fucking genius! <laughs> like it's just yep. like there's no other way to describe Absolutely. it. Absolutely, and yeah, it, and again, if you are paying attention, like if you're if you are going into this like a fucking detective, then those pieces will all come together. And halfway through the movie, you could probably be like, "That's the grandmother and grandfather, without a doubt." I've deduced that, you know, and that. But that's mm -hmm. a plus for the movie. The movie shouldn't, like, movies shouldn't trick you into a twist you know they should naturally guide you along a story and then the twist makes sense you know it's like yeah. that that's what i 
If I was to give my two cents on twists real quick, this is my two cents on twists, yo. Uh, <laughs> they're not a very good snack. No, okay. Uh, it's not <laughs> <laughs> Like a twist in a movie is meant to make sense of everything you saw beforehand. It's not meant to turn everything you saw on its head necessarily. Like, it's kind of like solving a murder. You have all the pieces. Oh, there's a blood puddle. And oh, the window's cracked and all this. All these things that don't really make sense. And the twist is how you put all these things together, right? And I feel like what people have misconstrued a twist is, is like you set up one thing the whole movie and then at the last moment, oh, we were dead the whole time. It's like, oh. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, because even that twist, like the sixth sense, you know, oh, he, he's a ghost the whole time. That is a great twist because it's not just a cheap, oh, he was dead the whole time. When you watch the movie, yeah. you realize, oh, he never interacted with anyone. Oh, he's, oh my God, he's yeah. only doing, like that type of thing. Yeah, I just, I, I love what modern Hollywood has done with twists where they're just like, okay, well, let's just throw out everything we did in the first act. And oh, you didn't expect that, did you? It's like, yeah, because who would? <laughs> not me, that's for sure. Not me. All right, we ready to give our final ratings? Ready. Uh, final ratings in three, two, one. But first, a word from our sponsor. Do you drink enough water? No? Well, you should. And now you can. With water. It's water. Thank you to our sponsors. Do you think I did the Family Guy theme too perfect there? Do you think we'll get copyright striked? I was about to DMCA you myself. I'm on the website right now. I'm emailing <laughs> uh, Seth MacFarlane as we speak. Yeah, nine. Yeah, I'm still on a nine. I nine. I don't know why I can't give it a ten. You know, and like maybe that's maybe it's a ten for that reason. But yeah, maybe there are just there's like little conveniences in the plot and some of the things that are like, ah, oh, that's a little silly. But it's silly. a strong nine. It's oh, such it's, a strong nine. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, yeah, it's at a three point nine GP. You know, like it's going to be upset when it tries to get into universities, but it should know yeah, it's it did its best. Since we we've both had a movie ranked this high. Yeah. No. Uh. Well. Good conversation, my friend. I'm glad Absolutely. we got to enjoy well, this together. Your turn. Are you ready for your recommendation? And I actually have a few because I don't know if you've seen this. It's not how this, this works. It's not how this works. Only one. That's <laughs> good. Uh, okay. Are you All familiar right. with the movie What Dreams May Come? Starring uh, Robin Williams. Wow. You know, not familiar enough off the top of my head to tell you. What it is so hold on let me just see like yeah if if you look up like the the artwork of the poster for yeah. it and you're like oh okay you know what i think i've actually heard of this movie and never saw it so this will be interesting okay yeah so this is what dreams may come starring robin williams 1998 all right oh yeah this should be interesting I love me some Robin Williams. And it looks like this is more of his, a little bit more of a drama, kind of serious tone mixed with the comedy. All right, interesting. He's really good at that. All right, I'm excited. So make sure to tune in next week. We will be watching and talking about 
what dreams may come if you don't want to be spoiled for it. Make sure to watch it beforehand and join our Discord. Join our Reddit, r backslash Neon Valley Pod. Make sure to check out our Patreon if you want to get uh, extra little bits every now and then and episodes early. Sometimes Joseph gets backed up a little bit, can't edit them all at once. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you in the next episode. Say, had, say goodbye, Mitchell. Oh, wait. I had the, I, I had final words I wanted to say. That oh, oh, oh. No. I had final words. No. So many words I meant to say. No, I never get to say no in my life. And this is one of the few times I'm going to say it. No. But they never came out. I said goodbye. No. You're on your knees. You're begging me, please. Just tell me you won't give up. I'm sorry the words I said when I watched you hurt, but I won't take them back. My faith in you is cracked. Like these words we said, I'm through. Let go. You know, I think you missed up a little bit there. I think someone's got some of my lyrics messed up a little bit there at the end there. I genuinely did not know that was one of my songs when you... Uh, I was going to say, as I was reading the lyrics more, I was like, um, I don't... One, that's all the lyrics they have for the, the entire song. That's also um, not accurate. And and two, the, they're not... Who's the contributor? Pressburg. This lyrical genius? This this is on Genius.com. Just, you know, Pressburg, put your lyrics on Genius. It says right. Scourge, let go, uh, but... All right, well, it's close but, enough. But, I'm sitting here like, this is so familiar. I thought you were... I genuinely thought you were doing Wham's Last Christmas for a minute. I don't know why. But... Uh, well, there you have it, folks. Bye.